You know when you order a new video game, or a golf club, or a blender, and then it arrives at your door, you get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at Home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at Home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable law. See dealer for details. Judas and the Black Messiah. Now, we got, you know, we've been talking about struggle movies. How we're tired of them and everything. Because the problem with struggle movies is that after a while, you think that's how others define you. Exactly. That's, that's why you got it so much from Hollywood. Hollywood feels like that defines you. Thus, that's what has, that's how they make money off of For you. For too long, black people have been and continue to be defined by struggle and poverty. Yes. So much so that black people even take that on as their identity. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. When you struggling, that makes money for us. When you ain't struggling, nobody wants to hear that shit. I mean, unless you doing something stupid. <laughs> right. Like... Some soul playing shit unless you sit shitting on the toilet or getting shot in a gang or something like that. There's other stereotypes, but struggle movies, you know, that's the sweet spot because mm-hmm. it's like, you know what, chances are uh, it's going to look important and we're, we're going to get an Oscar and we're going to make money. Yeah. You know, you get so many. The reason why struggle movies, besides just how you feel like you're defined, they add to the stress and trauma that people feel already. You know, because when critics come out and they talk about powerful, necessary, oh my God, this is so empowering for you and so enlightening for us. And it's like, yeah, you know what this shit is for me? Angry, upset, sad, depressed. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, yeah, these yeah, movies. Yeah, I'm, I'm missing the empowering part. These movies are good, but I'll, I'll, I, I always walk away from them feeling pissed off and depressed and mad as hell. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like you're, you're getting reminded of old wrongs. Uh, th- things that aren't going well now and it's like yeah also with with all you've achieved don't forget that this is where you come from yeah yeah don't don't forget yeah we can send you right back there again too the rough part of it is that you know as much as i talk about i'm tired of them when you see them you also realize how much you need them because the struggle never stops <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's well, why you got struggle movies because you're still struggling well that's always my 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 thing the the love hate i'm like man i i don't want to see these anymore but they do need to be there for generations that come up yeah and people need a reminder everyone needs a reminder you even need to be reminded of your history because you need to know what to look out for or People need to know just how shitty things are when they try to tell you, oh, it's so good here. It's so awesome. Why are you so disrespectful? Why are you so angry? You know, people need a reminder of that. And uh, the latest reminder is the movie that we're going to be talking about right now, Judas and the Black Messiah. This is about Fred Hampton, leader of the Chicago chapter of the Black Panther Party back in the 60s. Uh, And also the events that led up to Fred Hampton's murder in 1969. Uh, why? Well, for being too black, too strong, too loud, and for bringing, actually, for bringing people together mm-hmm. of all backgrounds, white, black, and in between. Mm-hmm. Also, this is uh, just, uh, talking about how the FBI, they were aided in their murder of Fred Hampton by William O'Neill, played here by uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, so, you know, like I said, these movies are a struggle within themselves, man, to watch. But sometimes you got to look at them and say, man, you know what? Uh, 
yes, I am angry, I'm depressed, I'm upset, but not only was that necessary, but shit, that was a good movie too. <laughs> it's like, hey, I, I, there's one positive out of this. That was a good movie. Is that the case with this movie right here? Uh, this has been getting some very glowing reviews out there. Are we on board with that? Let's go ahead and take a look, and we'll let you know after this trailer for Judas and the Black Messiah. I want to share something with you. Like the masses, I was in awe when I first laid eyes on all the things you are. I heard that speech. I knew we make noise. I just thought it'd be in the streets. The Black Panthers are the single greatest threat to our national security. Our counterintelligence program must prevent the rise of a black... That fool is like the penguin. That's what I was saying, too. <laughs> that is... That, you you wouldn't like, recognize him. That's Martin Sheen as an unrecognizable Martin Sheen, but he's playing bitch-ass, punk-ass J. Edgar Hoover right here. And I looked at that like, damn, you should be in a Batman movie right, right now. <laughs> Instead of fighting a black Panther, you'd be fighting Batman right now. <laughs> program wrong, must wrong superhero. Prevent- What's that? Wrong superhero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of a black messiah you're looking at 18 months for the stolen car five years for impersonating a federal officer or you can go home what do you want get close to hampton the black bands are forming a rainbow coalition of oppressed brothers and sisters of every color neutralize him by any means necessary America's on fire right now. And until that fire is extinguished, nothing else means a damn thing. Imagine what we could accomplish together. We can heal this whole city. You ain't tell me it was gonna be like this. These ain't no terrors. We got a rat, man. Does anybody else know about me? No one knows your identity. Are you sure? We educate. We nurture, we feed, and we lobby. Perhaps we're here for more than just war with these bodies. We scream, and we shout, and we live by this anthem. But it's power to the people really worth their ransom. When I dedicated my life to people, I dedicated my life. You get to go out there and talk about dying a revolutionary death because you don't have another person growing inside your body. Anywhere there's people, there's power. They call this uh, Judas and the Black Messiah because J. Edgar Hoover, at the time, he was so, he was he was to the point of just not even being racist. He was so xenophobic against black people. Like he did not want them to infiltrate. They was bad enough they were already here. He did not even want them to infiltrate any further, any kind of American culture at all. So he was so scared of a black messiah being, uh, uh, being uh, uh, cultivated amongst these people and having such influence that they actually sanctioned murder. And, you know, watching this, y'all just got to deal with me. 
if I go off because I was. You mean when? What's that? You say if you go off. When? When? Okay. When? <laughs> when I go? Because I was so fucking angry watching this because uh, it's it's so relevant to what is happening now. You might not think it isn't unless you are really keeping up with what's going on in the world right now and you're making the connections. But, you know, watching this was just like having this country slap you in the face and kick you in your ass the whole time. You know, this is history that shows the hypocrisy of how this country celebrates, how, how it influences and celebrates uh, white liberation and violence. While blacks, while black liberation and black struggles are have historically been 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 scrutinized to the point where this country murders people, murders innocent people. You know, if you don't, and if you want to know why, I mean, we're gonna get into a review. I'm just telling you, watching this movie, you watch. If you watch this movie, you know what's going on. It's going to piss you off. Uh, and these murderers out there have have never had to face justice. They were told by the government to do that. Because these people, while throughout history, people have gotten together for the betterment of their communities. You know, in this case, black people, they they've they've always been uh, been met with violence by this country. They've always been met with murder by this country. They've always been met with death by this country. While domestic terrorism from white people have has never had to been addressed till this very fucking day man this very fucking day you look at those you look at those uh, that insurrection on the capitol right there and some of those people are still being handled with restraint mm -hmm. given fucking organic food and here's the biggest thing none of these fucking d domestic terrorist white radical organizations these uh uh these far-right organizations they never had anybody go in and murder their leaders they never had anybody go in and meet them with violence they just they go out there with guns and show up and nobody says a fucking thing to them to the point i just read something today there's and i don't know if this is true so fact check me on this i'm not i'm not, I'm not just even a challenge let me know i'm just telling you what i read it might be off they says about 71 accounted for uh terrorist groups I don't know if this that the, that that the government has uh, mm -hmm. taken into account, and none of them are these far right domestic uh, white terrorist groups. Mm. But <clears throat> but for throughout history, they told you like if you while we celebrate every fucking violent movement, NRA, Fourth of July, all that bullshit free speech and all that, the moment that black people get together and try to do something is always met as a threat. And till this day, they even call, they call Black Lives Matter a terrorist group. While they were too busy looking at these people who for the most part got together peacefully. Look at the fuck happened at this Capitol right here. Now, and like I said, man, you know, when you walk away, and I say this, as far as this country continues to turn its eye and say, hey, kiss ass because we're great, Kiss ass because you've been told that since birth that we're good because we don't want to come across as shitty because we're embarrassed about our history. Till I till that happens, fuck this country, man. And I say that even more watching this film. Fuck this country and kiss my black ass. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Now, even if with a movie that you know has an important message like that, that message ain't no good if it ain't, if it ain't a good movie. <laughs> This you is know, true. You know, hey man, I feel bad for you Negroes, but your movie sucks. 
<laughs> yeah, man. You know, so if it's not a good movie, man, it doesn't really matter. You know, I mean, there's a lot of movies out there that had the heart in the right place. Sure, but they're ham-fisted. Um, the the dialogue's terrible, and they feel like TV movies. Yeah, and if that's the case, I mean, no matter how much your heart's in the right place, don't mean nothing. Which is why I'm I'm happy to say that uh, walking out of this film right here. Uh, I was, I'm very happy to say I, I walked out not only enlightened, but also I watched a very well-made film. Mm -hmm. At least that's what I thought. I can't speak for Martin, but I thought I watched a very well-directed movie, man. Uh, the director, Shaka King, you know, this is his de de debut right here. It's a strong feature debut for this guy, man. Very it's, impressive. It's, it's impressive as hell, man. The, this guy has such kinetic camera work that goes on. This movie opened up. It opened up with the. Uh, I don't want to tell you what the opening scene is, but I would just tell you that this movie opens up with a brilliant piece of action. Mm. It's a one camera oh, shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a one. It's a one. It's a one shot scene. They follow you know characters into certain places and it, and 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 it ramps up. So it's one thing to start out with one, a one camera shot and start out slow you know and keep it that way, but it ramps up, man. And then they get into switching shots pretty quickly. But it's just like I was just amazed at the direction that went on mm -hmm. with this. Kind of reminded me, I you know I didn't pull up any clips of this or not, and I don't know if you people know these guys anymore, but it reminded me of like when the Hughes brothers first burst on the yes. scene. Yes, yes, you're right. With with uh, 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 Minister uh, Society uh, and Dead and Dead uh, uh, Dead Presidents. Dead Presidents. Yeah, this reminded me of the Hughes brothers. Early Early premiere, man. Mm -hmm. I was just like, wow, this is uh, this guy's amazing with the with this direction. The camera work is is great. I don't know who's who's cinematography in is here, but uh, there's a lot of scenes where they listen. And you know, a lot of times there are movies where they do their job so where you don't notice certain things. And there's some that have such distinct characteristics that you notice them. I love the lighting in this movie, man. Every time they go at nighttime, there's scenes. You know, there's always kind of this, you know, these these glowing neon reds and the greens and whatnot. I just like the look of the film. But uh, yeah, it's a it's as far as direction goes, it's very good. Uh, I, no, I I agree. I agree. Uh, it, like you say, his his camera work keeps you in. He knows how to direct actors. Uh, the, yeah. the 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 sets. The, just the, the set designs are a point on. Like I, I never questioned what time period I, I was in, and um, and yeah, and, and even even the the pacing's pretty good. I mean, it it does slow somewhere in the middle, but then it's almost like it's just giving you a chance to rest right before <coughs> everything goes ape shit. Yeah, I'll tell you something else that he does that's really good though, man. He uh, well, we're talking about how how much energy the movie has he knows when to do those at the right time there are so many scenes when there's just scenes between people there is no big color palette there is not a whole lot of switching back and forth what he does is he know he knows when to stop and let the actors take over the scene a director a good director knows when to go in and let him or her have their say so over how the movie goes that's usually done with camera work. That's done with action, a lot of things. But if you're doing a drama, you're doing something that's very character-oriented, uh, uh, then you need to know when to pull back and let the actors take over. It would have been real easy, and we see this all the time. This, it's almost kind of amateurish to where you just have uh, plot, 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 something, something happened, something happened, something happened, something happened, yeah. until it just feels like a collection of vignettes as opposed to here, where you do, yeah, you get those moments with the characters. And... You know, you get to know them, and it's what makes it 
all that more tragic when things happen. Like going into the story, you kind of know where it's going to end up, but getting to know the people, getting to know Fred Hampton and his and his his wife, that's what makes it something. Yeah, and see, that's the thing with the movie, man. I even put it in my notes here. I was like, you know. I, I particularly notice good filmmaking when it comes to these struggle movies right here because when you see these movies, 90% of the time, you just sitting there waiting for somebody to die. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I need... I need something good to watch. Mm-hmm. I need even if, if, if it's on a technical level. Yeah. I need something to take the dread away from me because that's all you're sitting up there waiting for. It's like okay, we won't get to the moment where I'm all pissed off and mad and feeling sorry for you know for what's happening with, with these characters and you know this movie gave me a lot to look at, gave me a lot of excitement to look at while this is going on uh, until we get to some of the dreaded moments here. Uh, I want to say. Uh, G. Cole, uh, G. Cole BYP, he says here, the cinematographer is the same guy who did 12 Years a Slave, The Place Beyond the, uh, the Pines, and mm. Shame. Okay. That's great. Uh, the movie looks the movie looks awesome, man. But uh, actors are well cast in here, man. Uh, David Kalua, who you know from Get Out, because people talking about the Get Out guy. <laughs> the Get Out guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He captures Fred Hampton very well, man, very well. Because what I did was after this was done, because you know he talking like this, and you you might think it's a little bit exaggerated, and it might be just a little bit because they're actors; they got to do just a little bit more for the screen. Mm-hmm. But you know it is close to to Fred Hampton, and it's and when you look at Fred Hampton, it is great casting right there. He might be a little darker than Fred Hampton, but uh, as far as the look goes, they got it down, and the cadence of his language they got down too. And on did it the end thing, your mother told the motherfucker, I said, well, uh, you know, you've been educated to uh, uh, hate the enemy, but uh, I'm your brother, I'll help you lead the revolution, now I'm more pressure. Another example, Papa Doc in Haiti. Papa Doc in Haiti hated everything white. Man, you couldn't put this white paper in front of Papa Doc's face. But he moved all the white people out and he took over and be a president. Yeah, he did, because of no education. And this, this is what white people like. <laughs> Stop, I... I need a translator. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but <laughs> anybody speak jive? <laughs> well, I thought he gave one of those performances where it wasn't exactly like it wasn't an impression of Fred Hampton so much, yeah. but he still had the spirit. Like I didn't question who he was the whole time he was doing it. Yeah, no, same here, man. I mean, sometimes an actor can do that. They can they can bring somebody to life without being them exactly without yeah. doing an impression the whole time of course and there are so many scenes where uh, uh, with his story there's so and this is what I'm talking about look at this cinematography here I mean the lighting is amazing look at these golds and greens mm-hmm. that they got here I love love the lighting and the color palette in this movie man sorry to get so technical with it but also there's so many good scenes with Fred Hampton the dialogue is pretty amazing here man uh, there's so many scenes where he's going around meeting with different groups and these are exciting scenes because these are these are groups he's not supposed to be mingling with. They're rival gangs. They're white groups. Mm-hmm. You know, he go and he got yeah, white supremacists. My man slides right in. Your boy could go into a clan. He could go to a clan <laughs> rally and make all of them be Black Panthers by the end. <laughs> they take off the hoods and be wearing berets by the end of the meeting. Well, and and something that they. I mean, it's there, but they don't really touch on it uh, so much is that a thing, a big thing that making Hoover hate him is that it wasn't just that I want to bring down, he, you know, bring down his black group. But Fred Hampton was organizing, getting together like other groups that normally were rivals and bringing in disenfranchised white people and 
the big thing was he was talking a lot of communist shit. Everybody's yeah. calling each other comrade. And that was the biggest thing that that uh, Hoover had a hard on for. Yep. That was at the time when, uh, you know, the Red Scare was going on. Blacklisting was still happening. You know, this is after, uh, of course, you know, one of the biggest stories about that is the Hollywood blacklist that was going on in the 50s, but in uh, in the 60s. But this is, uh, everybody was talking about communism at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, communism is our, that it's been replaced by socialism in our current uh, age right mm-hmm. now and Marxism. People yeah. talk, I can guarantee those people don't even know what the fuck it means, half of them. That and no, most time they do not. Ask anybody what Marxism means. By the way, Marxism has so many different meanings, by the way. <laughs> Marxism has so many, di- it's an ever-defining thing. No, I know, I know, I So know. no one has a grasp of what even Marxism is. No, I was at, at Sam's Club and, the, and they were making the woman show her ID card, or her Sam's Club card, and she was like, this is communism. And she was saying like, no, communism is a system of economics that has nothing to do with it has what's going to right do with this. You would not be at Costco right now if this was communism. Yeah. You'd be out in line waiting, waiting to get your toilet paper. You'd be waiting to get your rations at the moment. Shut get the fuck out of here. Yeah, people. Um, I, you know, what I did like about the way this, uh, while, he's, while this character is very, very charismatic, and you love these scenes where he's bringing people together. The way this movie's written, the way David Kaluuya plays his character, and the way it's directed is that, you know, uh, Hampton, Hampton is, uh, Fred Hampton's a conflicting figure. I read up a little bit like uh, of him, and it's like that in life, too. Clearly, Fred, uh, Fred Hampton, even in, you know, the real Fred Hampton, he was willing to adopt his beliefs, uh, but his calls for violence and uh and certain actions that certain actions that he called for, sometimes he contradicted himself. And I was glad that the movie was able to show this character is like they didn't. It's not a one note character. It's not something we're trying to come in and champion this character uh, as the hero. Well, yeah, well, they come in and make him a saint. And say no, he's not a saint at all. Uh, he's he's a very uh, contradictory character too, our, our, our personality. Uh, you know, he would do these speeches and he would just get he would just get carried away and make himself mad. You know, he'd work himself up. Always talking about. Death to the pigs! A dead pig brain satisfaction! And then somebody would show up and be like, yo, man, I got this dynamite. Let's kill some pigs. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. What are you talking about? We can't do that. We can't, we can't kill pigs. Who, who told you to do that? Yeah. You, you, I, you, but you, you told me to do that. He's like, he's like, yeah, but I didn't mean it. Kill pigs? That's crazy. Get the fuck out, you idiot. And the people sit out there confused. Like, what the hell are you talking? You, you told me you to do this. Said, okay. Yeah, man. You know, uh, a lot of that could have to do with his. This is what I was amazed to learn. I didn't know much about Fred Hampton. I'm not coming come in here and act like I did. I did not. But Fred Hampton uh, was 21 years old at the time that he was killed, which means that he had been in this game and doing this for a while as a very young man before his drinking age. Now, think about that. For a moment, process that for a moment. Think about what you were doing at 21. Yeah, you sitting up here trying to figure out what house at Hogwarts you belong in. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you know, you're trying to figure out how to get a fucking game or something. You know, this 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 dude was this was real, man. This dude was fighting for his life and for the life of people around him and for America. And and by the way, can I just say something? Uh, again, aside from the the review, everybody wants to throw patriotism around. Fuck these people that are always using the word patriotism. You want to know who a patriot is? Fred Hampton was a patriot. Fred Hampton tried to bring all people together 
of all colors in America disenfranchised people and tried to fight uh, and tried to fight lies so this country could be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was 21 when he did this. But the way the characters played in the movie, uh, that age seems like it's reflected. They, they, because he's still a very young man. They, they address like you just come out, and you start talking. You're not really organized. Mm-hmm. You're not really prepared. And you also have to think about this now. To be fair, to be 100% fair, what the movie does and what I think the movie does great is that it does, you know, you make up your own answers, but it does say, all right, step back for a moment. Did Fred Hampton in all his youth and somewhat inexperienced in some areas, did he perhaps get, did he perhaps put people in danger? Did he perhaps put the Black Panthers in dangerous situations by talking about, you know, his rhetoric of death to the pigs and you know uh and, and inciting violence violence that he didn't even want to back up at a certain moment mm-hmm. you know what 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 i got from this is that they the movie portrayed fred hampton as a guy who knew how to get people impassioned and knew the right things to say but some of those things were probably things that he did not want to back up on he just knew that they would get the people going well especially him being 21 he's 21 not, yeah. yeah he doesn't have the to, the scope to see you know what all his words can do or where this could lead uh, at the same time, you know, we think about police violence uh, against, you know, black people, people of color now. It's it's Disneyland compared to what it was back then. Yeah. Where they were constantly being hassled and arrested for no reason and, and beat and the public cheered it on. Yeah. This is not, by the way, this is not something to excuse the government for what they did because obviously, you know, murder is wrong. But uh, at the same time, you know, I like that they said, "Hey, you know, this guy still is young. He's, you know, for the most part, he's he's uh, he's he's a wise soul. He's an old soul in a way, but still, that experience showed how. All right, you know, as much as you might be on the side of uh, of the Black Panthers and him, there were probably some things that could have been done better, said better, that probably kept you know put people in danger, and maybe would have uh, had lasting power had they not been." phrased or worded or done the way they were done. Well, sure. When they having the rallies and he's speaking and saying that death to all pigs and, and you know, a good pig is a dead pig. It, you know, it, it gives you that feeling of like, huh, I wonder if that's how these militia rallies have been. You know, it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's, you know, it's an interesting parallel. Also, it, yeah. And all, you got to also consider like there's some things in here where they let you decide on yourself whether this is true or not. Maybe the Black Panthers has some some shady ways of dealing with snitches and rats where it's like, all right, you know what, man, that's just got downright fucking villainous. What you did right there. <laughs> it's mafia. Yeah, style. It's mafia style shit. And it's just like, you know what? Uh, th- yes. What the government did was completely wrong and it shouldn't have been done. What, what happened in this, it definitely makes you angry. But at the same time, it also says maybe this is an organization that needed a little more, organization sure and I, and I and I'm just bringing it up because I like that they didn't shy away from that they don't they, you know a lot of things are left for you to decide it's not put out there real heavy that's that's a powerful thing for a movie to do and to execute and it's not a tricky thing because a lot of we've seen a lot of struggle movies and message movies and movies and social movies of all types yeah. where they just lay it out there they don't leave it up to you no they don't <laughs> and they will paint one side as the put upon noble savages who when they weren't hurting nobody, <laughs> and the no. evil white man just came and slaughtered them and beat them down. <laughs> I was like, nah, you know, it don't. It don't. Like, yeah, let's let's show this. It's it's more powerful to show it for what it is. Yeah, it's, I, th- I like when something leaves, show it for what it is, speak the truth, but also leave some things for people to leave it leave it leave it gray. 
and some parts. Uh, you know, I'm looking at a, a let me see here. Dominic Fishback, man. Dominic Fishback is he, uh, she's a, a Fred Hampton's partner here. Uh, and she's really good. Uh, mm-hmm. She gives she gives a, a, a quiet but very, very uh, uh, strong performance. Very powerful performance. And, and that is, uh, she plays Deborah Johnson. Deborah Johnson was Fred Hampton's partner. If you, and if she's looking for, familiar to you, you probably saw her in a movie that we even talked about uh, a few months back. You push that power, don't you? Yeah. On the streets, they're talking about superpowers, but they're not talking about how one hit could kill you. That's Project Power that she was in. She was the rapper in there and uh, also... Uh, when she was 14 years old uh, at 29. That's like, okay, that's the one thing. I was like, this girl ain't no... <laughs> make her at least 16 or something. Not 14? Oh, hell no. God damn, 17. I mean, just a couple of years, you know. You'd be surprised how much that could make a difference. But 14, she's 20. Now get the fuck out of here. And I was like, she went from being 29 to like somebody's wife in this next yeah. movie right there. Oh, uh, Fred Hampton's 21, and she probably was. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. She, yeah, still, who knows? <laughs> still young. Lakeith Stanfield continues to impress people as an actor. It's got, you know, Lakeith Stanfield is somebody that you want to get if you, when you want to capture nuances, quiet nuances in somebody. And that's what he did with William O'Neill. They called him Wild Bill O'Neill because he was kind of crazy. He was a. Uh, he was the reason, and it's complicated too the way he got brought in because it's, it's easy to go in and say this man's a coward, he's a traitor, sellout, but they also got him in a rough position too. <laughs> a rough position he put himself in. I, I know this is an unpopular opinion, but while I like Lakeith Stanfield, I'm not as impressed with him. I, when I see him in stuff, he's always Lakeith Stanfield to me. I liked him in this because I went back and I watched. I watched certain scenes of what they did. And I can't speak for the younger William O'Neill. William O'Neill is the guy that was force, force, forcibly recruited by the FBI to go in and infiltrate the Black Panthers and frame uh, Fred Hampton, set him up for death. And there are parts of the movie where you see older William O'Neill, and he really had him down in those those uh, those those small moments. That's why I'm saying, you know, he's he can get certain nuances down. I thought I I thought I thought that he nailed it. This is a clip of the real uh, William O'Neill. At this point, I question the whole purpose of the Black Panther Party. In my thinking, uh, they were necessary. It was a shock treatment for white America to see black men running around with guns, just like. Black men and saw white men running around with guns. Yeah, that was a shock treatment. It was good in that extent, but it got a lot of black people hurt. My recruitment by the FBI was very efficient, very simple, really. Um, I'd stolen a car and uh, went joyriding over the state limit, and um, they had a potential case against me, and I was looking for an opportunity to uh, work it off. You know, this is a uh, there's a very tragic story to this guy too I'm not going to tell you what it is you can either look up the guy or watch the movie and they'll tell you what happened at the end but you know uh, yeah you know as far as the looks and everything I was just kind of like wow you know it's I thought I, I, I thought I liked him but no, no, obviously no, no. I liked him more than you yeah yeah but. I mean and, and again I didn't think he was bad uh, I, I just found that I wasn't as I, I didn't so much feel him disappear into the character and I, I, throughout the, the movie 
I didn't have sympathy for him. And I always felt like, usually with, with a movie like this, they find a way to make you sympathize for this character. Yeah. And, I, and I just felt, I just the whole time, I was just, I, I just shook my head every time he was on screen. I, I, I can't say I had sympathy for them. This is the rough thing because I didn't. I like I was like, "Fuck this guy!" Really, if you want me to be honest. But at the same time, I, I, well, you know what? In a way, I do. Let me quit lying. In a way, I do. You know, if we go to social economic issues and the position that they put him in and what they do to black males, yeah, I fucking felt sorry for this guy. I felt completely sorry for him because that's what the system fucking does, man. And that did, and they did it to him, and that's how they destroy people. And I really, no, I did. I felt sympathy for it, man. It's a, it's a deep, deep thing that goes on. I was just very sad for the whole situation. Now, I, I will say that my lack of sympathy for him made the epilogue crush me. I, I sat there with my mouth open, and I was like, damn. I, I can't remember the last time I saw a movie where it got to the epilogue, and I felt like somebody punched me in the stomach like that. Yeah. No, I, I, no really, when you know how the system does buzz people, especially oppressed people of color, especially at that time. No, it's deeper than just looking at him as a rat. No, I felt fucking sorry for this guy. I really did. I did. It's, it's, a, it's a whole system that sets people up like this, man. And, you know, I say fuck the system more than I do this guy. Uh, I hate, I hate, it, I hate, I hate the character, but Jesse Plemons is an amazing actor, man. <laughs> yeah. You, this guy, y'all got to get, y'all got to stop calling this man Fat Damon and give this man credit as an actor. Mm-hmm. Stop. Mm-hmm. This man is good. Mm-hmm. He's 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 excellent. He's getting better as he gets older because he's he's able to play older characters now with a little more substance to them. This character seemed two dimensional at first, and then the longer he's on, he because he keeps popping back in. Yeah, and then you start going like, wait, I think I don't know where this guy is coming from. Yeah, I, it's, it's yeah, the, the, uh, and I, I agree with you. Early in the movie, it's like, all right, you know what they because. He only has scenes where he's playing that character. Mm-hmm. But later on, he's even put in a position. And I was like, yeah. you know what? But Jesse Plemons himself, uh, he's in the movie, he's an FBI agent that sets up. He's the one that brings in William O'Neill, played by Lakeith Stanfield. But Jesse Plemons, man, I love this this guy as an actor. Sure. I really do. I love everything I've seen him in. I, I, I'm trying to think. Have I seen him in something that I don't like yet? Because hmm. he was great in that 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 game movie, Game Night. Oh yeah, Game Night. Yeah, Game Night. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, all right, this guy's actually crossed I, I, over for me. I, I think that's how it was for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, Game Night. Of course, uh, he was great in uh, he was great in uh, Breaking Bad, but Fargo, Fargo, yeah. Fargo. He's brilliant in. Stop, y'all stop calling this man Fat Damon. <laughs> Jesse Plemons, actor. Um, Leave him alone. Uh, what's the show? Uh, Daniel Kaluuya was in also. Uh, Black Mirror. Oh, that's right. He was was he wait a minute, was he an episode of Black Mirror? Yeah, yeah. The the one that was like Star Trek where he was sexually harassing that's the girl. That's right. He was great in <laughs> yeah. that one. Where he he was pretty much like the creepy Captain Kirk. <laughs> yeah. He's always Okay, I'll give you this. He's creepy something in everything oh, yeah, he's yeah, in. Yeah, he's always creepy. He's always creepy something. Well, he wasn't in Fargo. He was he was kind of a sad sack in Fargo. I still felt creeped up. <laughs> you did something. Uh, hey, no, he was man. He was brilliant in a uh, Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man. Um, oh, that's right. They said he was in Battleship. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. We won. Man, we'll leave last one. Oh, nobody we'll give, knew. Nobody knew who he was back then. <laughs> man, we'll give him one. <laughs> Let him have one, man. <laughs> he, he's been getting, putting out some good work. Um, I tell you, there's a. Uh, I mean, if I, no, looking at at this and saying that there was something that I could criticize this for, 
I, I I agree with you where you you say in the middle it it might drag a little bit. Now it didn't bother me. I was looking at time. Right. Right. That that's what I'm saying. It's it's. I mean, it, it's you know, it's it has so many things like a Scorsese movie, mm-hmm. but it does hit that lull that Scorsese often knows how to avoid. But then you know, it's almost like it's just giving you that chance to breathe because okay, once we pick this up again. It's not going to end well for anyone. No, no, not at all. And you know what? If you guys, if you really, I'll tell you, the, the way to watch this, if you got enough time and you feel like this movie is depressing, and it is depressing, man. It's angering and depressing. But a good ca- a, a, a palate cleanser, something to do a double feature uh, on where these two are very connected. You probably know what I'm going to say here. Uh, watch this. And then follow it up with the, the very electrifying, the trial of Chicago 7. Well, we want to underscore again that we're coming to Chicago peacefully, but whether we're given permits or not, we're coming. We're going to Chicago to protest the Vietnam War. And there's no place to be right now but in it. There, Believe it or not, there's a little bit of overlap sure, with Fr- this movie. Fred Hampton's in both movies. Fred Hampton's in both movies, yeah. Uh, these these two movies couldn't be more opposite in tone. <laughs> yep. Because and I would say you watch Trial of Chicago Seven first. Because one, really? it, it, well, yeah, it happens early. I mean, he's still alive in it for one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost. I mean, I get what you're saying. How you're like, hey, you want to end with a lighter tone, a, pl- a palate cleanser. But after seeing the uh, a, a Black Messiah, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. I, that one's almost too much of a palate cleanser. It's almost like it's taking like these serious things and going like, oh, but it, it's all right. And after watching this first movie, I was like, nah, man, this shit ain't all right. It's not a joke. No, so no let, I wasn't. Let, let me laugh first and then go like, yes, but seriously, though, this is what what's really on the line. You and I the opposite because I was mad as fuck and I was like, you know what? Let me cool off a little bit. If I go out there and break somebody's windshield or something, throw, throw rocks and set something on fire. Uh, but you know, well, hey, you got two different points of view right there mm-hmm. on how to watch this. Because I mean, I agree with you. You heard me. Hey, look, if you couldn't tell by the beginning of the review, nah, this ain't no fucking joke. You heard how mad I was. Shit, I spent time talking about how fucked up this country is more than I did about the reviews at the beginning. So, yeah, uh, you know, listen. I mean, there are certain even with the movie being important. I don't. You know, you can't speak for everybody. You know, just some people just not gonna be. It's not gonna be that thing, and that's fine. I'm not gonna be mad at you. You know, you do what you want to do, and I'm, you know, but I mean, of course, that goes without saying it's going to be people of certain political associations, people of certain persuasions, people of certain ideals. They're just not going to like to see this, so that's the nature of it. Uh, to those people, I can't even recommend this as, a, you know, just from a filmmaking point of view, a good film. But if you're willing to give this a chance, uh, be it the somewhat tragic and angering nature of this movie, uh, there is a good movie to watch here. A very good movie to watch. One of the best movies that I've seen, you know, so far this year. And it's, you know, I know I realize it's still kind of early. But yeah, it's it's great, man. I'd highly recommend this if you if you can. Again, realizing what you're getting into. Uh, this is very much a full price for me. Yeah, um, yeah, um, definitely a full price. I couldn't see it giving it any, anything less. Uh, and like I said, it's it's not perfect. It it does have a, just just minor flaws here and there. And honestly, like you only saw a glimpse. But the the makeup on Martin Sheen as J Edgar Hoover, it's distracting. It's it's that it's just one of those 
where it, it knocks you out of the film for the times he's on. He shows like like three or four oh, times. Yeah. Well, I kept expecting them motherfuckers to be talking about wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Like, put on a top hat and start walking like this. And just, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you, man. <laughs> and, and I know it's hard to get somebody to watch something and saying like, oh, it's going to be depressing. It's not like it's it's not like it's dour. You're not depressed the whole time. You're watching what you can't deny is a good film. And and if you're, you know, if you're somebody who likes watching good movies, here is a very good one to watch. I mean, hey, just 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 watch it for the experience and or admire the technique, but you'll get swept up in it. Yeah, yeah. Also, a good movie, man. It's a good movie. Uh, very good film. Uh, it's, it's just it's 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 a hard movie to recommend sometimes because it it is stuff that's not you know it's not the, it's not gonna make your day. <laughs> Tell you it's that. not, but you know it it falls into that slim category of all right. This is the kind of movie that I don't want to watch, but it's so well done that I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, no, I I definitely do. I don't know if I many times I can watch this. I can definitely watch scenes and segments. There's some brilliant scenes in here mm-hmm. that I watch again. Yeah, but you know, shit, I don't. Y'all don't want me walking around. I'm, a, I'm a, you know, shit, I'll go out there and set something on fire. If hey, I man, I, I love, love, love the movie Detroit, but watching it once was enough. There's just some shit I can't watch no more. Mm-hmm. I think it's getting bad that some of the movies I love, I can't watch again. <laughs> yeah. Damn, why you do I'm deprived of the things I love. We feed and we lobby. Perhaps we're here for more than just war with these bodies. We scream and we shout. 